I'm delighted to welcome today Gareth James, who is a video specialist with a difference. So you run a clockwork eye video training, Gareth, um, from a beautiful, beautiful village in Yorkshire, is it? That's right, West Yorkshire. Marvellous. Yeah. What's special about the village that, that you're in? I, I actually live in the railway children village. So if you remember the the, the film itself where uh, Brian Kant gets off and he says, Oakworth, this is Oakworth, I live in Oakworth. And we still have the uh, train station in the village and it's the Worth Valley Railway. And uh, we can, it's lovely actually, because we sit in the garden and you can hear the... Oh, how lovely. Which is really nice. And the toot toot, which is yeah. really good because we still got the steam trains as well. Brilliant. And, uh, yeah, I'm two miles from Lancashire. In reality, I'm right on the right on the edge uh, with Haworth across the valley, which is Bronte country. With Bronte yes. Sisters grew up. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, really nice. Well, I'm in the Algarve in Portugal. Totally different uh, location and style, but equally as beautiful. Uh, but yeah. for different reasons, of course. We honeymooned, honeymooned in uh, Burgau, um, which is Algarve. Is uh, it? I don't know where that is. It's not far from Pre de Luge. Keep going. Oh, okay. So um, not that far from me. So keep going towards the where the national park is. Because yeah. the, the peninsula is a national park, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, where so, Sarbresh. Yeah, we, it's the end of the that's world. That's right. So Sarbresh. yeah. Yeah, just so it's kind of between um yeah, Pre de Luge or Luge and uh Sagresh and uh yeah. on the coast. It's lovely. Marvellous. Nice. It's about probably 45, 50 minutes from me, so not not very far. Yeah, lovely. Marvellous. So um, let's get down to brass tacks and then clockwork video training, clockwork eye video training. What's that all about then? Well, clockwork eye video uh, started off, we started off and we still are a production company. So essentially what we what we started out of uh, in 2011 was uh, we were doing productions for businesses. So it's all corporate video production stuff. And basically, uh, what, what we started to notice, there's two of us in the business with a partnership. And what we started to notice was that around about 2016, people were starting to try doing videos themselves. There'd been a quite a, 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 an uptake in technology. We now had smartphones, which basically gave us more video capability, stuff like that. Kind of roundabout when we started the business. So 2011, 2012, they were really starting to come in. So people were starting to create their own content. And essentially what we thought was, well, instead of fighting the tide, let's teach them how to do it properly using their phones. Um, and at the end of the day, what that resulted in was that we were doing face-to-face. -face. We'd go into the business, we'd spend a day, teach them how to create videos. We still do this, but obviously local um because at the end of the day it, it, it's it's a full day session we don't want to be traveling to kent from yorkshire to do a day session and all the rest of it so we were doing it locally we were helping businesses they were learning how to create content properly you know we were advising them on the equipment they need because at the end of the day you can fully equip yourself for less than 100 pounds with everything you need um to create videos and Basically, uh, we were going along doing that nicely, happily. I was uh, also doing talks for like the Digital Knowledge Exchange in Leeds and mentoring for all of them and doing different things. Um, and then COVID hit. So we took 
our courses onto Zoom. Um, we expanded the, the, the courses to include YouTube and um, other um, courses, etc. So the middle of last year, this time last year, I was actually sat here thinking, do you know what? What we need, what we need to do, because video production can be very expensive. Um, you've got crew, you've got filming time, you've got editing time, you've got planning, you've got all the rest of it. So what we thought was, well, why don't we provide people with our service, us, access to us via a club? So we started up the Video Creators Club. And from June to the end of last year, it went through several beta kind of stages because a club is only as good as what it's actually worth. And what we found was that basically um, what we needed to do was we needed to get it right before properly launching. Now, we had a few members who were, if you like, guinea pigs. Um, and then come into 2023 and we took all of our course ideas and then we basically turned them into online downloadable format. So by the beginning of April, we were ready and we launched launched uh, the club. And I'm pleased to say we've got members now. Um, three people have joined in the past uh, week and a half, which is really good. Um, and we're helping people create content. So what the club consists of is basically ongoing support from ourselves. So if somebody has a problem, whether it be technical, don't know what to do, they get in touch, we'll have a meeting, we'll go through it. Yeah, we have a library of how to use video correctly online. So a lot of people upload videos, for example, onto LinkedIn and Facebook, but they don't add subtitle files. Our library shows you how to create the subtitle file and how to add it to the videos when you upload them. That's a growing library because we even say to members, if you need and if you want anything, just let us know. We also then have a monthly creators meeting where members get together and tell us what they've been up to, share ideas introduce us to new technologies that even we don't know about that we can research um, so that we can help each other. And the members also get access to our courses. And the courses that we've got at the moment are creating videos using your mobile phone, creating course videos, um, basic editing, creating a YouTube channel correctly because people neglect YouTube, not realizing that Google owns it. And also using a product called OBS, which allows you to do things like make text appear magically. Um, not only that, but you can record yourself while you're delivering your video. And uh, basically, I, I made a video earlier announcing that Natalie, one of our members, won the um, the members competition that we run. And and then obviously you could do things like have your end screen with your contact information. It's on that side. Um, so OBS is really, really good. It's free as well. Mm. One of the fantastic things about it. Amazing. So basically what you're telling me is that you've you've evolved um, from a production company to something that's far more useful for the average person, um, the lay person with a mobile phone. You can help them. Yeah, I mean, we still do productions. Um, we have clients, that, you know, who we go out, we do productions for, you know, uh, Acon Stellis, for example, we do work for them. But it, it's not all the time. You know, they, 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 they'll go, right, we need some video work and we'll go do it. Uh, we're in the middle of a project at the moment, which with Airworth Property Services, who 
um, are doing it's uh, it, it's a little show on what they do to properties and how they turn them around. And it's a good dynamic because Steve and Jackie, they they kind of bounce off each other really well. So, you know, when we're, we're doing that now, a lot of stuff they film themselves and then we edit because we provide an editing service. But like this Sunday, we're going out and we're actually filming with them. So every now and then we'll do the filming with them. Kind of it's the bits that bring it all together. But they also take footage and then we just edit it for them. So as part of our, uh, we do have an editing service. So people who are creating their own footage, if they're struggling with editing or haven't got the time, we can do it for them. So, you know, helps. Brilliant. So you said yeah. you started in uh, around 2011. What happened before then? What was your oh. backstory? So my backstory is, is um, a lot of people tell me it's really interesting, but I, I'm kind of like, well, you know, um, I was in the army for 12 years. Uh, I fixed guns for a living. So I was an armorer. Uh, I'm a qualified armorer. I can uh, I can fix guns, which is really good for me, but absolutely no use for me in Civvy Street. Mm -hmm. um, so when I left, I retraded into IT. But I'm one of those people, I believe that life is a series of tick boxes. And if you want to try something, get off your backside and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but I do enjoy challenging my confidence. So I think that everybody should step out of their comfort zone, even if it's just a small step, just for their own sense of well-being. Because sometimes, you know, just taking that little step out of your comfort zone can actually be very rewarding to you. So when I came out of the army, I basically went down to the local amateur dramatics in Bingley and I said, hey, I'd love to go on stage. But I understand that basically, you know, I can't just walk in and all of a sudden you're going to put me on stage. So I'm happy to work in the background, working on the sets in the workshop. Um, you know, are you in? Would you, you know, can I join? And they said, yeah, we'd love to have you. And when they found out I was an armorer as well, that was even better because now they could get weapons on for stage and stuff like that. Uh, not real ones just mm -hmm. clarify that um and then next thing i know i'm cast as dr armstrong in agatha christie's and then there were none oh wow and uh i thought oh dr armstrong it's going to be a case of go on and go he's dead hello mum you know and off i go type thing and it was nothing like that it's like a kind of play of about five parts and Dr. Armstrong's in four of them and I had all these lines to learn and stuff and I was like ah you know what have I let myself in for but I loved it I loved it the rush the adrenaline rush was just so amazing um and then I thought well I wonder how they do it on telly I wonder how they do it on on, on film and I went and I auditioned uh sorry no first of all I went and I was an extra on Emmerdale um just one-off thing and then I thought right well what about acting on screen on on like, film and I auditioned for a, a a part on a student film in Leeds Met where they do the 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 film and media and I got the part and I played a grumpy um uh, what, what was it a nursing home manager who was grumpy and the the the, the film was very clever because the, the, they it was the it was the senior year of, of these students and it, it was like the great escape for old people from the nursing home and I was I was the camp commandant if you like you know so I had to be mean and nasty and not let them do anything 
um, which was quite funny. And um, then I thought, well, I wonder how the you know big boys do it and all the rest of it. And I was just basically doing silly little things like that. Started up like a little filmmaking club with my, with people I knew who were interested, and we were doing competition entries and stuff like that. And then a friend of mine said, I've got a friend who's starting up a casting agent and she needs people for the website. And I said, all right. So I emailed a bit of a bio, what I'd done and a picture of me going, you know, as you do. And um, next thing you know, I'm on Emmerdale. I'm a regular extra on Emmerdale. Um, I was getting regular work, which was good because the business was still quite young and the money helped. And then... Um, Basically, she said, she said, oh, I've got something. I did Coronation Street. I did Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. I had line in that. I went there as an extra and they gave me a line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite a funny story, actually, if you've got time, because I grew my hair out knowing it was a period piece. Mm-hmm. And there was 80 extras. When I got there, it was like there was like a, a, a dozen hair and makeup ladies who were doing the hair and makeup and stuff. And I got there and all morning they'd been putting wigs on people and I'd grown my, my hair goes poof like that. It it grows like an orange afro. Mm-hmm. Really does, yeah. Um and and I got there and, and they were they were squabbling over who was gonna do my hair because it was real hair and they could <laughs> style it and they styled it and it was all like, you know, like this, like it's based in the eighteen hundreds. So it was like this big huge bouffant thing I had. And because of my hair, when I got on set, the assistant director went, oh, what's your name? <laughs> I went, Gareth. He went, Gareth, sit here, right next to the principals. You know, and I was like, okay, radio. And then, Gareth, say this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was good fun. Um, and then I was Jonathan, and then I was, uh, that was Jonathan Strange, Mr. Norrell. And then I, I got, um, uh, I got a, I say part, but I wasn't quite an extra and I wasn't quite an actor on the train robbery. I was Jim Broadbent's driver. Oh, uh, my character was called Jock. I have no no understanding of why the director picked me. I still to this day think that he didn't know what a Welsh accent sounded like, <laughs> and he thought I was Scottish. But we went along and there was eight of us and he talked to all of us and then he went, right, you'll do uh, and you'll do it. And I was like, right, whatever. And it was really cool because like I got to drive a Mark one Jaguar. Nice. Was absolutely brilliant. And uh, I say, actually, we were sat waiting to do a scene pulling up on the farm and I had Jim Bobbent and Robert Glenister in the back. And I said, I I said, no offense, guys, but the best part of this gig is driving this car it was awesome, <laughs> it was awesome car oh, is that, is that the one that um um morse had sorry oh bergerac bergerac or morse they had jags didn't they the old yeah, jag i think it was bergerac uh, no it was morse wasn't it he had a jag i think yeah, yeah beautiful yeah it was oh it was oh it, it roared mm-hmm. it roared we did a scene where we did a house invasion and they had two Austin police cars and this Jag. And we did the first take and the Austins went, eh, and the Jag went, Woof, yeah. 
And then, uh, so we had to then do it where the Austin started really far back and came up, and then then the Jag took off. So we were arriving at the same time, and it was it was brilliant. It was fantastic driving, oh, scramming on and screeching in. It was great. But basically, doing all that was great. I was working in IT at the time because I had to retrade from weapons and stuff from the army, so I retraded into IT. Um, and then I got made redundant. Uh, I always fancied being self-employed, so I did what I knew, which was the IT. Um, and I grew to hate it. I grew to hate the fact that it was my fault that people were too stupid to use computers. And that's how it felt. It really did feel like it was my fault. You know, everything was my fault. And I just thought, I don't want to do this anymore. And at the same time, Mick, my business partner, he he was made redundant and I said well did should we start up a video company because at that point I could see that was 2011 I could see that video was going somewhere it was really going to start taking off for everybody not just for big big companies so our our slogan from the beginning has, is, has always been that we believe that all businesses should be able to use video. And as I say to people, at the end of the day, video is just a medium. It's the best medium because it's show and tell. But it's still just a medium. And it's a medium that you can create as well as us. Um, they just need the right advice and guidance. So we do our productions. That's great. I mean, people like Acorn, they don't, they're not going to start making their own videos. They just go, want these videos making. Uh, and off we go. But smaller companies, smaller businesses, one-man bands, you know, two-man bands and the rest of it, they essentially shouldn't be restricted as far as we're concerned. And they don't have to be. So, you know, and that's that's kind of my origin story. So I've done lots in my uh, time, I suppose. And I think it all comes down to that tick box theory. If you want to try something, do it. Get off your backside and give it a go. Don't mm. rely on others. Yeah. It's you know, been done, though, for lots of personality styles. They're just sitting on the fence the whole time. They don't want to upset people. And then what happens is they end up upsetting themselves because yeah. they're in alignment. They're not comfortable within their own skin. So therefore, their health suffers. Yes, totally. And at, at, at the end of the day, it's it's, it's like I, I, I speak to people who about social media. And there are there are business owners out there who who basically don't post on social media, let alone video. They don't post at all because they are worried about what people will think. Yeah. And essentially, as I say to them, look, at the end of the day, there are three types of people on the Internet. There are people who will agree with you. Great. Have a conversation. There are people who will disagree with you. Great. Have a conversation. You might learn something. They might learn something. And there are idiots. Mm -hmm. And you'll never get away from idiots. And I just cleaned that up just for this show. But you'll never get away from idiots. Mm -hmm. Because quite simply, there are people out there who enjoy nothing better than typing something into the keyboard, hitting return, getting the popcorn, and watching the comments. Mm -hmm. Because we, we live, uh, 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 am I allowed to say a, a little swear word? Yeah, we live in a shit stirrer's paradise. 
we really do live in that environment where it's so easy to stir trouble. Everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got of them and yeah. they usually stink. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, now we live in this environment where basically you're able to um, have your opinion online and and berate and and go after people. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Put what you want out. You know, I always say be respectful to others and, and be treat treat people how you want to be treated. It is something that I very much live my life by, because quite simply, you know, I'll put content out there, and if I get people being abusive, then you know that's their problem. It's not mine. You know. That's it. At the, the end of the day, it's um, uh, it's like a, a friend of mine said, you can't fix stupid. So no, no, matter, no matter what you do, how you try to help people, there's always going to be somebody that's got something to say. Yeah. And um, we just have to take that on the chin and accept it. But when we're working passionately on the thing that really, you know, floats our boat, it's not like working, though, is it? It's, it's like playing all the time because it's, it's great fun. You know, and we're yeah. learning every day. Every day is a school day. Yep. If it wasn't, I'd be bored and that would kill me. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I love learning. You know, at the at the end of the day, um, I do different uh, different things, you know, for my own personal kind of uh, mental well-being and the rest of it. I enjoy foraging. Mm -hmm. So I have my, my favourite book ever, which is this one. It goes in my pocket, for Food for Free. And it's okay. it's brilliant. It's, it's fantastic. I, I also enjoy... Um, I also enjoy doing um, homebrew. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I enjoy, I'll go out, I'll forage. I mean, elderflowers at the moment are absolutely wonderful. I've got 15 gallons of elderflower wine on wow. at the moment. So, hey, the best thing about doing, your own, about, about doing your own wines is that Christmas is so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> My good. family get wine and they love it. Because they don't want anything else apart from, you know, something unique like uh, strawberry and blackberry wine or a uh, gooseberry wine or uh, elderflower and the rest of it. You know, I even do nettle wine and all sorts. Um, I've got a cherry mead on the mo at the moment, which is called Viking's Blood. It's a nickname. And if you add a little bit of jalapeno, it's uh, it's dragon's blood. Wow. Goodness. Yeah. But things like that are so unique, you know. Yeah. And it's so important to keep in balance. So you you do your work, which some people would see as work, work. You, I, I, I get the sense that you see it as playing. So you get to play, get paid to play. And then you've got your hobby with foraging and making wine. I mean, how, how cool is that? Yeah, it, it, it's very cool. And I, I mean, I've, I've actually got a mental map of, of my area where I know where pretty much most things are. I can, I can go out through the year i can do my my elderflowers obviously that's easy blackberries are easy but i know where there are plums mm -hmm. cranberries uh wild raspberries and it's all in my mental map up here yeah. and uh i'm like where you and i'll go along and i i'm even going to because where i live is quite rural uh there's a wooded area a lot of people walk up there but i'm in the middle of doing a raised bed in the garden for my strawberries so i'm gonna have to replant but I'm going to take runners next year 
and I'm going to go into part of the wood that nobody goes to, and I'm going to basically I'll have to go through bushes and stuff to get there, but I'm going to plant strawberries out there and let them run wild. Oh wow! Just to see, just to see what happens, and then go back. But there's even I pick bilberries in the morning and put them on my on my uh, on my well, rice krispies. Yeah. You know, and I, every morning I take a little tub with me, pick the bilberries, and then when same with the blackberries when they're out. Very good. There's me mm. thinking you're you're healthy, and then you said rice krispies, which which is not healthy at all. But there you go. It's balance, isn't it? Well, I, drink, yeah. I drink wine with water. That's my balance. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's a cereal, so it, it'll do. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I, I know it, at the end of the day, these things, you know, but you need sustenance, don't you? I mean, I could eat fruit, but I'd be hungry an hour later. Mm. Yeah. You know? no, we need protein. Protein is the thing that that fills us up. Yeah. yeah but that's a conversation for another time so lovely to to speak with you gareth and to learn a bit more about what you do how do people find you how do they get a hold of you well i could actually uh do my uh, little end screen here look you know with my uh, contact information on it that's and uh very good anybody's wondering how i did that i use a product called obs which is free and we've actually got a course on that, how to use it properly it's a fantastic product. Uh, as I say, it's free. You can download it, install it, and then use it for things like this. But as you can see, there's my contact. It's the other side. There's my contact information. Um, if people want to uh, get in touch, by all means, then feel free to do so. Okay. I'd love to help you... anybody who's in, interested in, in creating content and videos and stuff like that. Brilliant. And for people listening on podcasts that won't have seen that lovely end. Oh, do you want me to read it what's, out? What's your website? Yes, please. Okay, well, to read it out, uh, my website is www.clockworkeye.co.uk. And basically, you can contact us, info at clockworkeye.co.uk. And uh, anything else? Yeah, oh, our phone number is 01535 That's in the UK, obviously. And Gareth James, video specialist, yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, look me up on LinkedIn, Gareth James, video specialist, and you'll find me there. Feel free to connect. Lovely. Thank you so much for your time to, today, Gareth. It's been a pleasure. No worries. I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much for having me, Elaine.